we are rolling. Uh, welcome everyone to The Last of Us, a, uh, a podcast companion for HBO's The Last of Us, starring me, Nirav. That's it. <laughs> Just Nirav. Uh, starring me. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, of course I'm joined as always by my co-hosts, uh, Felicia. Hello. And uh, Jess. Hello. Um, today I've been sort of lost in the chat GPT AI. Um, I spent most of the day at work in there, frankly. Uh, I was thinking about having it try to write my report, so I'm going to maybe give that a shot tomorrow. Um, <laughs> so uh, I've, uh, I've had it set up a, a, a little... Okay, I want to just say one thing, because I was like, how far can this bot go? And I, I, this is a real thing. I took a picture, a, a screenshot of it, um, and I asked it, because we, I think the topic came up in our Discord. Uh, like, um, I was like, write a positive review of M. Night Shyamalan's The Last Airbender. Um, oh my gosh. This is literally I you what say it said. No, this is literally what it said. While everyone is entitled to their own opinions, my training data suggests it would not be accurate or ethical to generate a positive review of The Last Airbender. <laughs> Oh no! Oh man! So even it knows that was the limit. Like it can't even do that. Um, which is fair because that that means like film companies won't even be able to get AI to write fake reviews. No. (laughs) If it's if your movie's that bad, which I mean, like if you can make a movie that bad, props to you, I guess. Um, so uh, I've also had it write out a little thing for us here, uh, a little script from a scene. Um. Hang on a second. Let's uh, let me see if that works. Stop. I'm just gonna have Chelsea walking in and out of my face. <laughs> um. Okay. I've got a little bit of a scene here. Um. This is just uh. This is not. This is nothing. It just Joel says, "Keep your eyes peeled for clickers," and Ellie says, "I know." That's not a good scene. <laughs> um. Here, I'm going to try reloading this one. Uh, but anyway. Uh, yeah, so how's how's everyone's uh, week been? It's been a bit since the last episode aired over here because it was early because of the um, the superb owl. Um, uh, Jess, how, was everyone talking about the Super Bowl over there? No. <laughs> it's, Sounds about It's an American right. thing, yeah. <laughs> Well, I we were just... talking about the trailers that okay. were shown. That's true. Um, oh, hold on. I need to pop this open. One second. Was was one of them the Flash? No, a, a lot of people were talking about uh, the Marvel one that was shown. The Guardians. I did it. Um, okay. Yeah. No, you might but... did not pick that up. No, my, my mic. You're hearing my mic from here. This is the mic that oh. I'm recording into. Um, so anyway, yeah, I... Uh, the Guardians trailer looked very good. I think that I'm pretty certain they're all gonna die at the end of the movie because James Gunn is like peacing out. <laughs> and I, I think... don't watch trailers anymore, so I I literally I know nothing. I think he I think James Gunn is like because he's taking over DC. He's just gonna like fucking peace out and he's like I'm fucking ending I'm ending all of your careers. No more multiverse. I'm killing all of the characters. Um, you think he's gonna snap himself out like Thanos? You think James Gunn is gonna snap himself in real life out? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just out of Marvel, like, and then you see him like go over to DC like slowly. 
All right, I've got the, the the script has been generated for this is an up this is a sneak peek at a scene from the next episode. Interior abandoned building day. Ellie and Joel navigate through the dark, dusty interior of an abandoned building. They keep their weapons at the ready, scanning the surroundings for any sign of danger. Keep your guard up, Ellie. We don't know what we're going to find in here. Ellie, I'm ready for whatever, Joel. As they turn a corner, they come face to face with a group of clickers, the grotesque features illuminated by a beam of light filtering in a broken window. Joel, grimly, looks like we're going to have to fight our way through. Ellie and Joel raise their weapons and begin firing at the clickers. The creatures move with lightning speed, darting around the room and jumping onto the walls and ceiling. Oh, that's new. (laughs) (laughs) Ellie. They're spider clickers? Ellie, grunting. These things are fast. (laughs) Joel, grimly. Keep your distance, Ellie. Don't let them get too close. More clickers begin to appear, emerging from hidden corners and alcoves. There's too many of them. Joel, shouting. Keep shooting, Ellie. We can make it out of here if we stay focused. The two of them fight on, the weapons blazing as they attempt to keep them at bay. Finally, they clear the room, and the creatures lay still on the floor. Ellie, that was insane. Joel, you did good, kid. Hey, we make a pretty good team, huh? Ellie, yes, I guess we do. Wow, that was nice. <laughs> sort of a nice ending. Camaraderie. Nice, nice compliment from Joel, yeah. weirdly out of character. Yeah, weird. I don't... Yeah, this this doesn't really seem like it would have... Um, I'm, I'm giving it a thumbs down, actually, because it, like... I don't know, man. I'm going to write in I don't know, man, as the feedback. Um, anyway, let's let's get into the shit. So um, the last episode featured our friends uh, Henry and Sam, sort of a, a continuation of the last episode in Kansas City, which, by the way, is where the Super Bowl they just won. So conne- connection? Maybe. I don't know. Yes. The Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl, Jess. So. It's also where Dorothy lives. She lived was. in Kansas, but not KC, because uh, Kansas City is misleadingly in Missouri. <laughs> oh. Not in yeah. So that is something that is difficult to wrap your head around if you're not from here. But the the city of Kansas City is in Missouri, not in the state of Kansas, but they are next to each other. Um, oh. Yeah. Did didn't plan that one out well. <laughs> No, <laughs> but anyway, um, sorry, I was saying it wrong. Missouri, Missouri, Missouri. Um, hang on, let me. It's been a minute since I've watched this episode. It's been nearly a week now, so I'm gonna pop open the description to get me started on it. But I remember that we begin with uh, our friends uh, Henry and Sam. Uh, kind of a little backstory on them mm-hmm. and uh, what happened with them. So. Yeah, I, I these these two characters do exist in the game, and it is kind of a very similar situation where they were kind of briefly in the game, and they've been given like much more of a story and like personality here, which I really like again. Um, so yeah, I, I, the whole th- I think Kathleen is a whole new character, right? Like that whole thing with the factions and uh, fighting over uh, Fedra over over the Kansas territory. I don't think that actually happened in the game or anything. So. Um, no, I don't remember. That's that's kind of a bit from Last of Us Two, where you start hearing about the revolutions and stuff against Ventura. Because that's where Abby's um, life action it's is has that kind of history. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Felicia, how do you feel about these two these two little guys that we get to meet? Not an adult and a son. They're both little guys. Wasn't that his brother? Yeah. 
Oh, I thought it was father and son. Jesus, dude. Nah. Hold on. I, now, well, I did not, I thought, I didn't think for a second they were father and son. I thought it was an older and younger brother, but let me, I'm going to just check how old the actors are now that you've said that. Um, I'm pretty sure they've actually de-aged Henry as well, because in the uh, game, he's like a full and adult, whereas yeah, in this, he true. seems like a young adult or a teenager. Lamar Johnson is... He well, was... he's probably like 35, because this is Hollywood, so... <laughs> no, he's 20. Uh, well, I was wrong. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know why I thought they were father and son. I guess it's just the way that their dynamic was. It was more like... I guess just because they have each other, it was more than siblings, but I guess it's also because it's the apocalypse. Right, I think they grew up in a t place without like parents and so like the older brother had to adopt a very parental stance about his younger brother you know yeah I, I thought it was interesting like also giving the doctor the backstory too so you get to see a little yeah. more of that um yeah. i like um that you know even though he signs with his brother he also gave his brother a way of communicating with people so he has a little sketchboard um, I thought that was also really well done with the story too. And that, um, you know, when they meet Ellie and Joel, they don't actually leave him. Like he does ask at certain points, like, what are they saying? But they pretty much include him in the conversation. Yeah. Um, I liked their, I liked their dynamic and I liked the actor who played Henry a lot. I was actually really hoping that like they would you know do something different and he wouldn't immediately die but and he did obviously um <laughs> i did i miss the part why she said she wanted him because i i think i didn't clearly understand she wanted, why she wanted she wanted what the brother the why she wanted the younger brother who's she um Oh, Kathleen, the, the lady. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So I don't think she wanted... Oh, so they, they did have a thing where he addressed... Where they addressed it like... Don't you... Like, the, the guy who was her, like, lieutenant man with the beard. I can't remember his name. But um, he was asking, like, why do we need... You know, why do we need the kid, too? Like, he didn't do anything. And she was... She was basically saying because it was her brother who was killed. She's like, well, we I have to take his brother as penance. Because my my brother is dead because of him. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is you know something an insane villain says pretty often. Um. Yeah, because it was insane. Like during the other town scene, uh -huh. she kept saying like he needed to hand him over, and I was like, this is crazy. And right. like he's just a child, and I was like, I don't understand why she wants him. So I missed that whole part. Right. Her, so her yeah, her name his name is uh Perry, by the way. Um but The Platypus? <laughs> I actually just typed into ChatGBT what animal should we feature on the podcast this week? Um I'm sorry. It's given us a few suggestions though. Uh, it was one platypus? No, uh we've got the African Wow, it actually so here's some fascinating animals to choose from. These are a few suggestions for your podcast. Um we have the African element, uh, Af African elephant. Whoa, the African element. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> is that an album? Um, 
The African elephant, these majestic creatures are the largest land animals on Earth and have complex social structure and intelligence that rivals that of primates. I think we might have already done I've... elephants. I can't remember. Yes. I do have some fun elephant facts. Oh, yeah? Throw okay, out. so ele elephants are uh, one of the only species of animal that are known to have like funeral rituals. They will bury their dead, and they've been known to bury uh, humans that they've found who are dead as well. Wow. I, I think elephants are a little too smart for us to be, like, hunting them, I will say. Um, maybe we shouldn't yeah. do that. Although I don't think it's really legal to hunt elephants anywhere. I think it's just poachers. Um, yeah. And also, I've seen a video of uh, there was this herd of elephants and a baby one, like, tumbled into a lake and was drowning. And all the adult elephants, like, all came running over and they, like, worked together to get this baby out the lake. I, um... I still remember when I was in Africa, I saw this mother elephant that was like with their two kids and um, the mother was like trying to pick food off of a tree and wasn't looking. And then like the um, the one of the elephants, which I think was I couldn't really tell the, the genders, but I think I, I'm imagining it was a brother and sister, I think. But like the one of the, the bigger one was like kept whacking the little one on the head with its trunk. <laughs> And, like, the little one was, like, complaining, like, like, stop it, you know? And then, like, the mom, like, turned around and saw what was going on, and she, like, grabbed a branch off a tree and, like, whacked the big one on the head, like, to tell it to stop. Uh, it was, it was very cool, but, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, like, the, I don't know, like, yeah, they have complex social structures, they're, um, they're, like, kind of similar to humans in, in a lot of ways, um, by the way, the second one I think is the interesting one. They gave us a blue whale, the largest animal on the planet. The blue whale is an impressive and awe-inspiring creature. They have a unique vocalization that can be heard from miles away, and the feeding habits and migration patterns are fascinating. So I think blue, blue whales also have the. Is it elephants or blue whales? One of them, one of them has the longest like pregnancy. Um, oh, the gestation period. period, I think, is like... Yeah. I think for a blue... I think it might be the blue whale. I think it's like two and a half years. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting in the chat my favorite article about an elephant. Oh, it's um, 12 months. Mm-hmm. That uh, deals with... Um, a woman was trampled to death by an elephant, and then the elephant yeah. returned to attack her at her funeral. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> Dude, the elephant never forgets. It's like crows. Crows never forget a face as well. No, it's, they don't. It's weird. No, if like... you piss off a crow, that crow will then go and tell his crow buddies all about you. So then they'll avoid you as well. Mm -hmm. Elephants are like weirdly like, because like they are most of the time like kind of gentle giants. And like they do interact really peacefully and nicely with humans, even wild ones. But then like. If you do tick them off, they will just like fucking gore you through the head without a second thought. Like, yeah, yeah. The I remember when I when I was in Africa on that same trip, we got to like a hostel and like you know we we went in there and the guy was like, okay, make sure you don't like go out on the street alone at night. And I was like, oh, there've been like a lot of like robbers and stuff. And he was like, no, elephants. Uh, <laughs> and. He said literally on the street that, like, we're on, two people have been stepped on by elephants at night this week. The elephants will rob you. The thing is, the elephants just, like, walk down the street and they don't know, they don't see people and they just keep walking and they step on you and kill you. Oh. Um, anyway. 
So yeah, don't don't mess with them. I guess I guess we've already I guess we've talked enough about that. We've featured elephants prominently. So um, anyway, so the next thing I guess is that like they do kind of like scare um, Joel and Ellie with their with their cool guns that were not loaded, which is nice. It's good to hear. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought that was a fun little meeting there. Um, I think. What I've noticed, and I mean, I know this is very intentional, but it seems like everybody that Joel meets along the way on his trip, like, he's meeting somebody who is uh, bound to protect somebody else in some way, right? And he's, like, watching their story unfold, and he watches each of these people give everything up to protect the person they're trying to protect, right? It <laughs> They should have done like an alternative version where everybody he meets is just an asshole. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess they could have done that. <laughs> I guess the thing I was thinking was like again, like knowing what Joel's like, you know, decision is at the end in the in the finale, like um, about what he chooses to do. There's, I, I think it's being set up so beautifully, little by little, in each episode. He meets somebody who is sworn or bound to be a protector like he is and then he sees them give everything up to do to do that um and like i think it just keeps reinforcing this small part of him that understands that like he like i don't know i i just think it's being like really well done it's a very slow burn on that on that sort of character arc for for joel but anyway that's that's my uh two cents on that but yeah i don't know what did you guys think about his his interaction with these with these boys uh, it felt very Joel-like. Um, he was grumpy, and then Ellie is very good at, you know, being like, stop it. I also, it was crazy when they tried to call him her dad, like, when they said, oh, your dad, and she, like, not, and they both at the same time were, like, not her dad. Um, do you remember that scene? I think it was... Yeah, what, I think it was in the last episode, actually. It might have been. It was... Yeah, no, I think it was when they were in the child care center, Right yeah. when they were underground. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. that wasn't a childcare center. So um, I liked how they included this because in the game, I don't think there's actually any backstory behind. I remember uh, well, this. Not, like, I actually remember this room from the game, but I don't remember. Yeah, I remember the room. Like it's an explorable room, but I don't remember it being like part cut scenes where they discuss it or anything. But basically, this like room is like this underground uh, bunker that's been made into a home by a family after the outbreak. Mm-hmm. Um, so the children have drawn all over the walls. The parents have tried tried to make it the best they could, and then I think in the game they are all dead because uh, you go into a room and find their bodies or something like that. But um, they, yeah, the, the family are dead. Isn't that the room with the little Easter egg in the game where, like, there is a PS3 plugged into the TV and, like, they're playing The Last of Us? Oh, I'm not sure. I think that is. I know, yeah, there's a lot of PlayStations in The Last of Us, and in Last of Us 2 there's a PS Vista, uh, Vita, PS Vita or Vista, you know, the Vita. handheld one. I love that you don't, yeah. I love that you're a game journalist and the PS Vita is so <laughs> insignificant you don't even remember the name of an entire console. <laughs> no. <laughs> um... But yeah, anyway, the man rip 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 PS Vita. Are I don't know that they made any games for it is the problem. That might have been the I issue. literally I don't remember anybody having one. I didn't I actually knew one person and it was my roommate in college who had a PS Vita and like literally he bought it and it was like 2013 and which was like 2 years after they released the damn thing and it's like 
well, they're not making games for it anymore. <laughs> like, he literally, like, they only would release games in Japan for the Vita after, like, two years. Like, they just completely fucking missed. Um, but then, anyway, I had my, my, little, my little 3DS um, over in the corner. Uh, that one had that one had Zelda on it, so that why that's why it did good. Um, I just had the uh, the DS and the Game Boy Advance, and then um, I gave up after that. I'm asking the Chat GPT to name some games it recommends for my PlayStation Vita. <laughs> um, okay, but here are some game recommendations for your PlayStation Vita: Persona 4 Golden. I already got that on on PC. Uh, Gravity Rush, that's on PlayStation 4. Um, don't need that. Tearaway, they ported that to Switch. No, don't need that. I don't think they made any games for this, huh? Um, Alright. Anyway. So, back into this, though. I, I really like this underground area because, like, it kind of reminded me of Fallout a little bit because, like, you find these kinds of rooms, too, where it's, like, people, like, tried to kind of, like, build some sense of normalcy uh, underground like this for probably a long ass time down there i might be mixing this up with a room in fallout because there's like another family room in fallout 4 mm -hmm. where um, you go into the next room you find the graves right yeah I, I remember that room which i think is is different from this one but I think yeah it's got like yes. a basketball court i thought he said that the room was used to like put people under and they had rules and it only worked if people abided by the rules and there were rules on the wall of, like, how you're supposed to act. Yeah, I think that was kind of hinting at, like, there was, like, a weird... Because, okay, so there was, like, a weird, like, totalitarian thing underground, too. Like, each of these, like, societies and factions that formed were, like, kind of crazy. Uh, not crazy, maybe, like, authoritarian in some way. Um, yeah, I don't know, that, that was just kind of what I got from it, but wait... Um, Jeffrey Pierce, sorry, the guy who played the the lieutenant man, like, what did he? He was in something. I've seen him before. Um, he did look familiar, and I don't, can't remember if I looked him up or not. Um, he says he's um. He played the most famous role to date is Charlie Jade. I don't know what that is. He's also repeatedly appeared in series such as, and then it lists ten series I've never heard of. Um, <laughs> on um his face looks so familiar oh he's he says he's oh, played he, a bunch of characters in call of duty in the whole franchise he was he was in bosh oh he I've was seen. oh that was the guy this is the guy who plays tommy in the last of us games oh really yeah okay oh that's so oh. cool i didn't realize that that's awesome um yeah he actually oh it says he auditioned for the role of joel and was uh, given the role of tommy though uh interesting I think I recognize him from Bosch because I do watch that show. <laughs> mm. I feel like I might have heard of Bosch at least, so that's one of them. Um, nice. Oh, he got a BAFTA nomination for his work in The Last of Us too. Nice. He was extremely good. Uh, anyway, nice. That's that's cool to learn. Um, so yeah, they they kind of go to this underground uh, bunker area and they like talk about um, the leukemia. So this is something that I thought about a little bit already but like they basically were like there's some medication that still exists so they're like our factories that are still creating these medications and stuff i think the idea is they're all owned by fedra and like the only way to get this medication is through them but like 
I also was kind of like, I don't know, like the fact that like they have enough of a supply chain still going to manufacture medications like that is kind of impressive to me. I'm I wasn't surprised. sure if it was manufacturing or whether they're like stockpiling what was left. It seems like medication of any kind isn't going to last for 20 years though, right? Like they have to have been manufacturing it somewhere. I would think. I don't know. Yeah, Frank, Frank had that medication left over. And just like, <laughs> you get a blue one, you get a brown one. <laughs> nice. He, he like had a whole pill box. But I was also thinking about like medications and stuff. And, I was, and I'm, you know, on medication. I was like, once again, guess I'll die. Um, and like, you know, people with diabetes, obviously, and other stuff, it's like insulin needs to stay cold. So I think that's yeah. something that they've sort of, uh, I don't want to say glossed over, but like haven't do- dove too deeply into right now. But the, um, it seems like a lot of people, like a lot of people with really most kinds of like, chronic diseases or disabilities probably are dead by this point like or else like very young and recently born like um which is something that um who is it uh someone was pointing out i think it was bobby in the in the discord was pointing out like that a lot of um everyone on the show who has showed up who has any kind of disability or like medical problem has died like pretty promptly um yeah I mean, surviving while deaf would be impossible if you didn't have a partner. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, it would be. Being blind would not work. Mm. No, and it it does really suck. But, like, it's it's weird because it, like, if they're going for, like, um, sorry, there's, like, a weird quacking sound outside my window. You have a duck? Is it a turtle duck? It looks like it's a dog. That's not right. Huh. Is it a platypus? Yeah, is it pla- oh. Perry the platypus? <laughs> uh, do- what's the fucking guy's name? Doctor Doofenshmirtz. I remember. Um, Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. Um, do you? The only thing I remember about that show is that Doofenshmirtz once told a story about how like his own mother didn't show up for his birth because she like couldn't be bothered. <laughs> Um, I follow the creator of that on TikTok, and he's really hilarious. It's a funny show. I think I think that was like the last like fucking great show Disney had. Um, to be honest, uh, I do have a question about not Perry the platypus, but would you have given up Henry? Um, Henry the platypus they... or my brother Henry, Henry the platypus? Your brother Henry and like both of the guys. Um, when they had everyone in the room and they're like, who wants to give them up? But, like, I knew they, those those people weren't going to live and they end up shooting them all anyway. Like, would you rather be a, like a snitch or just die with honor? I would have just died. Hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. It's weird because it's like, do you even believe that like anything's going to be different? You know, it's like, yeah, huh. Yeah. Hi, Ellie. Oh, Ellie has appeared. Uh, Ellie, how would you how would you rate your performance in this episode? Yeah. Oh, such a good job, Ellie. Speak into the microphone, please. Said no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm uh. Oh, I need to hide the keyboard before she finds it. 
<laughs> um, yeah, but what was I saying? Something about uh, platypus? <laughs> defending your defending your honor. If anything would change, sure. No. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I like. Hmm. It's weird because, like, I feel like this show, and I, I don't think this is different from the game. I think it's very similar to the game, in fact. And I think it's something that the game sort of tackles in the second game, like, from a meta-narrative level. Like, it feels like everything that, like, it's not even, like, main character syndrome. It's, like, everything that happens in the show, like, happens around Joel and Ellie. And it's, like, it's not like they're leaving a path of disaster in their wake, but, like, disaster is continually happening around them because it's happening everywhere all the time. Um, mm -hmm. And, like, even, um, and, like, I don't know, Jess, you, you kind of, I guess you kind of know what I mean, but, like, I think they kind of address that in, in the second game of, like, making you sort of, like, understand, like, how, like, fucking awful everything is and, like, in addition to, like, how you are acting as Ellie, like... You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I'm trying to say this without being spoilery, but, like, you you kill a lot of people in these games, right? Not just, yeah. cl not just clickers or infected. Like, there's a lot of, like, conscious human people that you do kill in these games. And, like, I think in the, in the first game, it does kind of, like, brush over it because it's a video game, right? Like, you're going to kill dudes because that's, that's what they're in the game for. Um, but the second one has, like, a lot of, like, even the, the all the NPCs that you kill is are like very, they make you like feel like they they work their hardest to make you feel like you've killed a person, like no matter how yeah. insignificant it is. I actually really didn't like that about the last of us two. I th it made me pretty upset and uncomfortable. I mean, I think they did what they wanted to do, but I wish they hadn't, because like I think they went overboard with it. I agree. It felt really forced. So yeah, and patronizing. I think it was more that they like were like what it, like they they didn't stop to ask whether they they should just like if they could you know kind of a thing yeah um so and it was also the case that most of the guilt tripping was done on Ellie's side whereas Abby didn't have much of those kind of confrontations yeah it's... like Ellie was like stabbing dogs and stuff because yeah. the dogs were attacking her whereas Abby didn't have any dogs attacking her right. It was, it, it, you know, that's just kind of how it was written out. But I guess what I'm I'm saying also is, like, so, Felicia, just for some background, like, in the second game, like, they did, like, so much work on, like, the gore and violence of it that, like, for instance, like, if you, and you can watch videos of this, like, if you, like, whack somebody in the head with the crowbar and you crumple their head in, like, you can, like, slow it down and, like, watch, like, the individual, like, sinews of their gums disconnect from their teeth and their head, like, and it's like all rendered completely like as if it's real um like all I'm of good, it good thank you <laughs> and on top of it like they give they give all of the like random grunts and bandits and stuff like names and like relationships with other people and like you know you kill some random npc and it's like their sister finds their body right and like you hear fucking howling and screaming about like x y or z and it's like they really, really go into it. <laughs> like, um, you're not just, like, going around, like, killing digital pixels, or rather, they don't want you to feel that. Um, anyway, the, I guess the long the long and short of that is, like, we've gotten to a point in the show where Joel has, like, killed a good number of people. Like, all, all in defense, right? You know, it is what it is. Like, And we had that scene the last episode where he shot that dude in the head. Um, but, like... 
I don't know. It's I feel like it's hard to to like. It's not like I'm blaming like him for like having to like defend them to keep them alive, but like, at some point, it's like you know. I think like you've you've stressed many times, Felicia. Like, why are we even doing this anymore? It's like, maybe, maybe it's, yeah. It's a lot of work. It's stressful. Like, I have too much anxiety to even like consider it. Like, man. And also, you know what I was thinking about? I was watching this show. It was um, switched. At, I'm just gonna say the show. It was switched at birth. I was watching. That I show. love switched at birth. Holy okay. shit! Okay. Do you did you watch the whole thing? I actually haven't seen the final season because it wasn't out when I watched okay. it. This wasn't the final season, but remember when? What's his name? The the redhead who was deaf. Um. Um. I know. Was, was her name Megan? L- is it? Was it no the no no the boy and his oh his name, like, Emmett Ellie. Emmett is Emmett that right? yeah mm-hmm. do you remember when he was walking on a movie working on a movie set and he was so loud they had to tell him to stop do you remember yeah. that episode I think that's so. all I kept that's all I kept thinking about when they were trying to like be sneaky I was like uh-huh. I-, I was trying to think and I know I think of like everything and it's like this is just a show but I was thinking like how are they being sneaky because like a lot of times deaf people can't tell how loud they're being. Like, how do you train somebody to be quiet when they can't hear themselves? Yeah, it's also know, one that's of those... so crazy to think about. It's like so dumb. No, no, it's it's a it's a thing to think about. In that, like, I, I also there's like people have like as I've learned from switched at birth, people have very different levels of deafness. Like, um, some people can hear vibrations and understand what the sound means, and some people can't. Like, some people have very very dampened hearing where they can hear like blasts of of incomprehensible sound but they can still hear the sound some people it's like totally silent um but yeah you're right i mean it's it's hard to to know i I don't think it's something that you would know um if you were and i mean frankly a lot of times even people who can hear properly don't know if they're being quiet so (laughs) yeah Yeah, i mean that's not wrong but i was thinking about the whole time i was like how does he know he's sneaking or like they have to be quiet they're in this like Anne frank attic and like, you know, <laughs> the Anne Frank attic. Yeah, and like, how are they going to the like me? It's like, where do you go to the bathroom? Like, I like, these are the things I'm thinking about. I'm yeah. Th- make it, guys. It's just small things as well. Like you know that episode where Ellie goes and gets a tampon from the basement. It's just like little things like that that you wouldn't really consider. And even like glasses, like. My prescription keeps on getting worse and worse. So if there was apocalypse, yeah, who's making new glasses? Happen, yeah, my glasses would be out of date in like two years. I wouldn't be able to see anything. Yeah, I would be terrified. Or like my inhaler <laughs> runs out. Like bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that is that is another thing. Like I, I guess I hadn't thought. Like I guess that goes back to the thing I'd said earlier about like, well, you know what's uh. Like, what do you even do if you have, like, literally any sort of, like, disability at that point, right? Um, yeah. Or, like, they're walking so many miles. Doesn't your feet hurt? Do you have blisters? How do you care about, like, take care of that? Take care of my feet. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't uh, imagine how people smell. Like, I think about that. Yeah, dating is probably very difficult in the apocalypse. I'm glad that Joel and uh, Tris found each. What's her fucking name? I already forgot her name. Tess. I said Joel, Tr- Joel and Ellie. I said, I said, no, I said tr- I was trying to say Tess. 
Um, but but said I, Trish. Said, I said Triss, as in The Witcher. Um, oh, I was like, as in Insurgent? <laughs> Tri- Jesus, is that her name? I completely forgot. Yeah, I'm talking about Trish, the fucking divergent girl who's who can feel both <laughs> smart and happy at the same time. The only person on earth who can do it. Fucking can you can you fucking imagine the nerve of this author? Like, there's only one girl in the world who can feel two emotions at the same time. And it's me. That last <laughs> book had me fuming, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I read I read the first book and I was like, I'm actually okay. On this one, <laughs> I feel like the Divergent trilogy killed off a uh, young adult. Like, uh, I think it might have. Stuff. I think the movie. They killed off the movie. I agree with you because let me tell you, I was reading so much YA, dystopian, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was. And then after that book, I pulled a, <laughs> uh, what's that Bradley Cooper movie where he throws a book out the window? Silver uh, Linings Playbook. Yeah, Linings yeah, playbook. that was that was me. Uh, my sister called me at like two thirty in the morning. She's like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "The end of this book is wrong." I didn't <laughs> feel like throwing a Mockingjay out the window. No, I I threw my. I've, I think I've told this story before. Probably not on here, but like when I finished reading, um, fucking what's it called? Breaking Dawn, the Twilight, the last one. Yeah. Um, I was in high school when that came out, and uh, I read those in college. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm a baby, and I guess Jess is sort of a fetus. Then Um, (laughs) I I wrote read it in secondary school. I think I was about sixteen. Yeah, good times. Um, Yeah. So even that, I I had a friend who was going to borrow it after I was done, and um, I remember like reading it, and it was just so fucking bad. I literally, I like, I I walked by her locker like during like our you know between classes, and her locker was open. I just like chucked it into her locker, and I said, "Keep it." And I just kept walking. (laughs) Emma has such a shitty life at the end of Breaking Dawn. Like she, the whole like her whole personality has like changed, and. Look, oh, the she whole changed series for a man, made... and now he loves her. It's okay. Yeah, the whole series makes a point of Bella being like different. Like she's she's like quirky. She just, she's not she's like no the other girls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but by break, the end of Breaking Dawn, um, Alice has fitted her up with the latest like fashion clothes. She's in this cottage, like doing like I don't even know what she's gonna do for the rest of her life now. She's got like oh, just be a she, she, just, she, a, just, a, just a home no, housewife. You name my baby after the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> But her baby goes off and lives with Jacob. <laughs> I named my baby Renesme, and I've married her off to a twenty-year-old man. They live in a house, which isn't the house isn't a cottage on her like in-laws' land as well. So she's now living in Carlisle's like, back fucking, garden. I fucking hated that. Like the cool battle was like a dream. I was like, this is cool, and then like, no, we're not actually gonna have a climax. I think we're just gonna end the book here. <laughs> it's like, there's it's the no most Mormon thing that she could write. Okay. Also, this this I have to mention this because this morning in our Discord we were like I said messing around with the chat GPT and um, we put in like sort of like a bunch of our names and told it to write some fan fiction and at the end of the story we we were in Puerto Rico and I met a a hot vampire lady named Isabel and we got married and we <laughs> moved away and had two children but the vampire government came after us because our love was forbidden. 
<laughs> and the name the name that the AI gave the vampire government was the Dark Council, which I like the lot. Oh my god. This feels like very Cassandra Clare. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. Oh wait, Jess, are you, you also read the Mortal Instruments? Yeah, no, I read. I was a obsessed whole with that. About the, yeah, I read all of them. I was too. obsessed with it in secondary school. I read the Mortal Instruments, the Dark Artifacts, and I started. I started reading the, the third one. I can't even remember was anymore. It the, She's like was it the clockwork shits or whatever? Did you those read them? Are my, <laughs> those are my favorite. So don't knock them. Okay. I I read them. It's, they just used the same characters again and gave them yeah. new names. No, they do that with every series, so this is what put me off it, because I got to the third one, I, w- I read the Mortal Instruments, the Clockwork one, and I think it's the Dark Artifacts, and yeah. like yeah. I read through that, and I was like, is this the same story? I'm just about- <laughs> imagining like, the third book is just called I The didn't... Clockwork Guy. <laughs> I didn't finish the third series either, but Magnus Bane is one of my favorite fictional characters like of all time. Um, when it, uh, So, I think the fucking... No, I'm trying to look for, um, wait, no, the Mortal Instruments series. I fucking, I don't know what possessed me to read all of these. I, I think I, there's six of them, so I've read all of those. And then I know yeah. there's, like, another unrelated series, right, besides the, the Victorian one. There's, like, another one that's different. Yeah, the, there's the Dark Artifacts, mm-hmm. which is... That's the sequels, okay. Uh, that's in the future. Yeah, uh, Lady the future Midnight. one. I, I don't even know. I, I only read the first <laughs> one. I haven't gotten the, the last two. So, yeah. do you know the first thing that Cassandra Clare wrote? Yeah, it was a fan fiction. I know this because this is it what was. Mortal Instruments is based off. Right. It was, it was a Hermione and Draco fan fiction. You are absolutely right. That is what the yeah. Mortal Instruments is based off of. She just changed the names <laughs> in her fan fiction. <laughs> it's like Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. Yeah. Not like that. Um,. I'm I'm just curious about what the um, how ha- ha- my what... favorite hmm. my favorite young adult series is School School Duggery Pleasant like by far. Um, this is set in Los Angeles, so that's different from New York. So get off her back, yeah. okay? <laughs> um, is this like Emma Carstairs? The fucking who is this? I can't remember who she's related to. I can't even remember. It's just, it's it's so drawn out. But I know they're Padawans or whatever the hell they call them. You know, when they're like bonded, like blood brothers. Like, yeah. I can't remember what it's called. The yeah, para, that, Parabatai, that's... it says it right here. Yeah, that's it. They're like forbidden. That means they're like forbidden uh, to love each other. Parabati, is that? I can't even remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. The fucking... Um, also, I'll fucking go to bat uh, for my favorite like bad thing I, uh, to watch is the fucking Shadowhunter show. I just watched all of it oh. with a friend. I just binged the <laughs> I whole hated thing. That show. It's fucking so good. It's it's just like the for me it was just like a perfect apex of like being terrible, and I just like ate it like oh. <laughs> um, it's very good. Um, although the movie is still fucking also very funny and bad. So yeah. Shout out. Um, I was, th- I remember I used to be like, why can't they adapt this into a good thing? And I was like, maybe the book wasn't very good. <laughs> that might be the problem. No, I <laughs> like the movie. Oh, man. Okay, so um, which which one of these is, hold on. I'm going to, I'm actually, uh, just talk for like a, a minute. I'm going to have this, uh, I'm going to get something ready here. Hold on. 
Are you getting sad music? No. Why would I do that? Oh. Obviously, I'm talking to the chat bot. Give me a second. The Gone series is really good as well. Not Gone no, Girl. No, no one's read Because that book was terrible. What? Gone Girl was amazing. I That's hate one that of my book favorite so books. I hate that book so much. She's so nuts. She's so nuts. <laughs> yeah, she is. It's great. <laughs> No, got on with another yet uh, YA uh, series. It, it was about this. It was weird. It was like all the all the adults disappear, and like a dome appears over this town, and the children that remain inside the dome have got like superpowers now. Is that Under the Dome by Stephen King? <laughs> no. Oh my God, it's working. Sorry, the the chatbot is generating the next three Mortal <laughs> Instruments books for us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, um, so the tr the we next- We don't even need Cassandra Clare I don't, I don't fucking need her anymore, look. The trilogy's name is The Shadow War Chronicles, okay? Book that seven- That sounds like so it should actually write Okay, book seven is called City of Nightmares. As the Shadow that War heats- That also sounds accurate. As the Shadow War heats up, the members of the New York Institute find themselves plagued by terrifying dreams that seem to be prophetic. With the help of their allies, they must unravel the meaning behind the visions before it's too late. All right, book eight, yes. Blood of the Angels. Is that already one of them? It sounds like one. <laughs> that sounds so accurate. What's Simon up to? Also um, my favorite. Uh, let me see. The Shadowhunters are on the brink of victory, but at great cost, the war draws to a close. The dark force emerges that threatens to undo everything they fought for. Book nine is called Empire of Ash. Oh, that's so good. Ah! <laughs> um, this is so good. I'm, so, I'm just going to ask what's Simon up to in these... I love Simon so much. I love Simon too. He's my favorite character. I like Simon, but I don't like his story. Like you know, like how they turned into a him into a vampire, made it like a really tragic. As a language like, story, model, I don't have access just, like... to the specific details of future books or what Simon's character will be up to. However, based on his character <laughs> development, it's this is possible. <laughs> okay, so it's just kind of it's just putting a disclaimer at the front here. Um, so. Simon may continue to develop his powers and play a key role in the Shadow Wars against evil forces. He may come across personal challenges and conflicts. Ultimately, the direction of his character... This, this is nothing. This is nothing. It's afraid. It's fucking afraid to write. What are we talking about? We're supposed to be talking about the show, the last of <laughs> Whatever. It, it ended sad. He shot, he shot himself and he shot his brother. <laughs> Stop! I cried at the end of this episode. Okay. It was sad. Let's, let's jump over there, though. So, uh, yeah, I, that was fucking... I think that was... That obviously was very sad and very well shot, um, and I I kind of liked having it be where Henry sort of like takes the shot and he like kills him and saves Ellie, and then like it's like a full five seconds before he even like registers what he did. Yeah, because like I also liked, um, I also liked how it showed Sam telling Ellie this time because in the game he doesn't tell anyone that he's been bitten. He just kind of like he stays in his room and then he attacks Ellie in the morning, which I didn't, never felt like made much sense because he, he must know that he's going to turn and like be a danger to her. So I thought it made more sense in the show that he like confides in her and thinks that he's going to be killed by the morning. Yeah. And he just doesn't doesn't make it. He, but the fact that he turns around so he won't see her either. So the reason why he, he attacks her is because she touches him he can't hear her until she she touches him so if she like had walked into another room she would have never attacked her and then he was still humming the whole time yeah it's 
it's kind of sad. It's like, I, I, but I agree with Jess. I think I like it better how they did it here. But it was also very sudden because it's like, it's weird because it's like right up until you turn into a zombie, you're like kind of conscious enough to keep talking, you know, I guess is the idea. Yeah. Um, Which I don't know if we've ever seen anybody like turn specifically like that. Cause like, you know, Tess like blew herself up before that happened to her. Um. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to think of someone who turns straight away. Um, okay, so I think the other thing that I that jumped out at me was like because like I was talking about like Joel keeps meeting all these people who are like you know, like Bill uh like Bill wrote in his letter like you're a protector, Joel. Like like other people like him, like that are, are like that. And I think you can see in, in Henry, because I was like actually not sure if they were gonna do something weird in the show here right you know like anything could change especially with these minor characters like the game doesn't really tell you about what's going to happen but i really i don't know like you can see like his his instinct activate and like to to protect ellie you know even though he doesn't have any connection to her or anything like he he has this thing that like just activates in him to to protect her without even considering that he's shooting his own brother um which, like, I don't know, I, I think that's something that, again, you'll see a parallel to in Joel uh, at the end of the at the end of the show, in the, in the or end of the season here. Like, I, I think that's also pretty descriptive of, like, Joel, like, it's, I, I can almost, like, understand the idea that, like, at the end of the season, like, you know, when, when the thing happens, like, Joel just, like, activates and, like, blacks out on what he's actually even doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ellie? Ellie has and a then they, they the have to, they have to dig their graves like, so depressing. Don't dig your own grave. I'm very bad at digging as well, so I'd struggle with that. I've dug a lot of trenches in my day. Um, oh, we also never talked about what came out of the hole, Papa Mushroom. Papa and Mushroom. All the mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. So you said Papa Mushroom, huh? Yeah, Papa Mushroom and all the mushrooms. It was. So creepy that little girl mushroom that fuck. Okay, the yeah. I looked into that. So first of all, the did they say the name of the bloater or do we just know it's a bloater because we played the game? No, I don't think they called it a bloater. Yeah. Anyway, that's what Papa Mushroom's name is—is is a bloater. Um, I've just been calling him Papa Mushroom. <laughs> that's fine. I like your name. Um, <laughs> but um, the little girl, fucking um, mushroom girl, like so that was actually a like. Uh, uh, trained uh, like expert gymnast um, they actually like cast her specifically to do like the most fucking creepy shit she could do like bending over backwards and somersaulting and crawling around um, she's six years old she's like an Olympic level gymnast oh wow yeah so um, I'm sure she's got a great uh, home life but let's not worry about that um <laughs> Anyway, I thought that was very cool. They kind of just, like, let her, like, go wild and were like, hey, do some fucking crazy tricks and decked her out in the makeup. That was extremely scary. I fucking, I remembered I, like, physically, like, recoiled when she, like, broke into the van. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the sounds. Also, I didn't expect the guy in that house tower to have a radio. That was crazy to me. Like, I literally, I was, like, believing him that he was like, this city's empty. I was like, sure, the city's empty. And when Joel finally got to that 
to the house and realized the guy had a radio and radioed them in. I was like, no. And I didn't expect the ground to open up like that. That was... I forgot about the same call. So that as well. did was that that did not happen in the game really. The end. Like I don't think there's actually been a horde that big in the game ever that you actually have to fight. Like no, in they do. They are fighting off quite a lot of them in that scene. They're like they're running because remember this the scene that it happens is you are running away from a lot of them and Joel's in the house and he's got you've got to pick off the zombies off from right, Henry the, and the Sam and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the whole time I kept going, no, there's no way that Sam didn't get scratched because of the way he's kicking, he was kicking at them. So then when he showed her, I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Like, I was actually wondering, like, I mean, I guess we'll probably not know, but like, it's possible even Henry got scratched too during that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's really rough. It's one of those things where it keeps reminding you, like, so much shit happens around them that like, Ellie has probably been scratched like 15 times over by now <laughs> like just from all the shit that is happening to them like um I would like duct tape my limbs just you know like for extra protection would you, yeah just would like you wrap wear duct tape my limbs. medieval so, armor yeah I'd wear chainmail we're in the UK over it so we would be all kitted out they do have chainmail already yeah everyone already has <laughs> chainmail there that's true yeah um, <laughs> One thing I will say I like um, reminded me of I thought of that in the the Walking Dead like they in the game specifically I think they did this in the beginning of the show and then like forgot about it but <laughs> in in the game um, a lot of times when they like go venture out into the forest like where the zombies are they'll actually like duct tape a bunch of like pillows to their arms and stuff like that so that like oh yeah it actually like does stop things from biting you easily you know um and in world war uh, uh z um brad pitt duct tapes magazines to his arms oh. he like rolls up a load of magazines okay. i want to take this i want to take this time to do a public service announcement world war z is one of the best books ever written and the movie has absolutely nothing to do with it it is a is it? i've never read it i've never seen nor read it uh i yeah I've never seen okay, it. Listen to the it's a very audiobook. average film. Yeah, I've heard that. So listen listen to the audiobook if you can. It's actually narrated primarily by the author, Max Brooks, and it has 30 different people in it because it's actually a... So the World War Z is written as a like journal, basically by like a fictional scientist that the author is playing as he interviews people from all over the world about what happened to them during the zombie war. And like... So it's all, like, it's just basically, like, short stories from, like, 35 different characters describing what happened to them during the zombie war. And they're not connected, really, in any way. But, like, he pieces them together chronologically so you can get an idea of, like, how the war progressed and everything over time. It's, like, fascinating. It's such a good story. Uh, it's, it's, I highly recommend it. Has so what they did for Brad Pitt movie is they just picked one of the stories they liked and put Brad Pitt in it and stretched it out <laughs> yeah, for two hours. It, it was really like mediocre. Yeah. You said put Brad Pitt in it and stretched it out for a few hours. Um, that kind of reminds me of the intro of Carrie, the way that starts out the book. Um, they're just like interviewing a load of like people around the town and talking about what happened. Yeah. Um, 
um okay but anyway i do want to say that was a very brilliantly shot like (coughs) scene there i think that was a really it was one of my favorite action scenes in a long time in a tv show like yeah it kind of reminded me of like almost um there was in in, i was thinking of game of thrones a little bit like i was like wow this is like like battle of the bastards i was remembering like how well this is like shot and like paced and everything yeah speaking of makeup that bloater that was all bodysuit and makeup there was no cgi used oh that's awesome i'm glad they did that yeah i'm sure that yeah. guy was fucking miserable in there <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure he hated every second but we loved it <laughs> for papa mushroom yeah for papa mushroom yeah, yeah. um oh, when you mentioned when we were playing the forest you like referred to the walking dead when they cover themselves in zombie guts and yeah. stuff to like stay hit and i was thinking they could do the same in the last of us but it was like mushrooms <laughs> I've covered Stick myself in like I've covered myself in like portobello <laughs> mushroom caps <laughs> to keep them away. Um yeah, but anyway, um yeah, so let's I guess let's let's wrap up with final thoughts for this one and our predictions for next week. Um so not next so next week is um let me see what's titled. I can't remember. Um the next one is just called Kin. So Joel finds his brother? That makes sense. Um, (laughs) Okay, very good. Well, I guess that's, is that your prediction or you want a different one? Um, That's my prediction. And then we, you know, as usual, we find Negan, um, who has him hostage. It can't can't be the same guy. Um, Fine, Carl, Carl has him hostage. I'm actually going to use my uh, time to let the the chat bot make an up prediction for next week. So, Jesse, you go ahead. Uh, as it's called Kin, I think it's going to, um, I don't know, like, fr- throw in a curveball in there. You think it's going to be Joel meeting up with his brother, but really it's going to be something completely different. It's going to be, like, Joel meeting up with his great-great-uncle, Eddie. Um, yeah. Um... His sorry, his uncle Eddie. Yeah, his great great uncle Eddie. Okay, and he's gonna help them out, or? Yeah, Uncle Eddie is actually the guy who can control the fungus. You know, the guy who's got like the superpower to control the fungus. Um, this is a uh, this is very boring. It's saying the episode could focus, um, on uh, the relationship between Ellie and Joel, who have a father daughter dynamic despite not being related. I know that. That's I know that's gonna happen. <laughs> um great um okay i'm gonna just go ahead and make my own prediction i'm gonna say that uh they do meet tommy and he has a he has a crazy uh he has a hairstyle he has a mullet he has a mullet now joel does not recognize him because he's like business in the front party in the back now um or they turn up at, at Jacksonville and who is there waiting for them? Judge Judy. She's going to prove that actually Ellie is uh Joel's daughter. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Joel, now, you I are the father. I don't remember Judge Judy sort of uh doing a lot of that kind of thing. I think she mostly was like, Hey, my neighbor ran over the bushes in my front yard. Oh, I thought maybe she did, because we've got a, a, a UK bear. I think you're thinking of Jerry Maguire, which is the guy who was like, you're the actual father. I think that's the one you're thinking of. No, oh, because we've we've got Jeremy so Kyle. Brown. 
We've got Jeremy Kyle, who's like the UK version of Jeremy, uh, the guy you've just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And then we've also got a UK version of Judge Judy called Judge Rinder, and he does the parental stuff. Oh, okay. I see. Now, Judge Joe Brown, I think he had a little more attitude. I remember his commercials. Um, okay, so it's, it's Jeremy Kyle waiting for them about Jacksonville. Yeah. So Jerry Maguire was the guy where it'd be like, He'd be he'd interview somebody on stage and be like, "Well, I found the actual father, and he's here now in the audience." And he would stand up. <laughs> yeah, totally like that. Actually, it could be a panel of them. It could be a yeah. panel of Jeremy Kyle, or Jeremy, uh, the guy that you've just said, Maguire, yeah. uh, Judge Judy. Okay. Well, sure. That's gonna happen in the next episode, I guess. Yeah. All right. Nice. Uh, I like the. Do they have court anymore? Probably not. Um, well, they were going to put those guys on trial for. Well, um, no, they weren't. Remember, <laughs> they were like, were, no, yeah, we're they not, weren't. <laughs> we're not going to do that. Um, okay, very cool. All right, let's uh, let's roll out of here. So, thank you guys for for listening. Um, I'm gonna um, ask it to generate a sign off uh, catchphrase for me now uh, for my podcast. Is it taking you to Flavor Town of Mushrooms? Oh, wait, can that... we get can we get it to give give us an intro for the forest since we've not had one? Uh, sure. Um, here it's giving me a few sign off catchphrases, so I'll try some of these. Um, that's a wrap for today's episode. Join me next time for more topic of your podcast goodness. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Join me next time for more goodness. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.